the whole orphan scene in the beginning because I was like, yo, these orphans are so annoying. <laughs> Mad, but then I was like, nah, 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 that's not a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> not a good look. Burry. Burry. I, mean, I just think the, the, the sad orphan is played out in, in 2020. <laughs> I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Boom! Shakalaka! Turner! Welcome to the Millennial Class, you guys, it's me, Swadik Mayanja Mambari. On this podcast, we talk about the best and most memorable movies, music, and culture-changing events from our generation. Mambari, welcome, welcome back. What's good, what's good? Uh, another day, another dollar. Mambari, tell the folks at home, what are we talking about today? All right, so this this is the definition of a millennial, millennial classic. This is a movie where if you're... A, like a certain age, you watch this movie when you were a kid. It was like, I mean, sports movies for kids, not that big of a no. genre, but yes. this is up there in the, the pantheon. <laughs> a little movie called Like Mike. Okay. Yes. Um, starring Bow Wow, a Bow Wow vehicle. A Bow it's a really good movie. And uh, the reason it's a millennial classic, right now, we just finished watching The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. And I would say this is the last dance for kids. And oh this, my this god! Movie is if you want to tell a kid why Le- LeBron isn't as good as Michael Jordan, you show him this movie, and you tell him if LeBron gave him shoes, he wouldn't <laughs> have made the playoffs. That's it. That's how you got to know. Look, listen, stop it. First of all, first and foremost, look. The big thing about kids' sports movies, this is a pantheon. And I think it doesn't get enough credit, right? I definitely think it definitely doesn't get enough credit. Because when you say kids' sports movies, my mind, are like, it, like the first movie I think of is The Sandlot. You know, with the kids and the baseball with the big dog next door? Sandlots. That's my go-to. But yeah, at, at least for our generation. And that's why it's a millennial classic. Because yeah. it's our generation's Sandlot. Exactly. This is our best our best kids sports movie. I think a little, some of those older ones are better, but it's not for our generation. I agree with you there, but please, please. Okay. Maybe you're just on your little high from watching all of um, the last dance. If you watch last dance and you watch this, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of inner reading. (laughs) I honestly think you do a little double feature last dance. Like Mike, I think you'll get a good picture of, because Last Dance, Michael Jordan's a psychopath. Obviously, yes. kids don't want to watch a psychopath. So this kind of kind of helps. And we'll talk about it later, but they talk about the triangle offense, and they, they explain sure it better it. than Phil Jackson. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Before we move on for this thing, because I need you to explain just a little bit more. This movie, outside of them just saying, these are Michael Jordan's shoes. Yes, that's great. Well, they don't actually say it. They just say MJ. Oh yeah, and they do just say MJ. I mean, we I had like I tried to Google some uh, basketball players at the time with the uh, letters MJ, and I tried some scrubs, to some scrubs, some <laughs> bummer scrubs. But outside of the, and I guess that's the whole point. But like, I thought we were gonna get a cameo or something, or something, nothing. Jordan, nah, Jordan, he was playing for the Wizards. I'm pretty sure he didn't want to be on camera. I, I, I bet he did. I bet he didn't. All right, remember, give me this the the, the soft and easy plot of like Mike. Uh, so an orphan. Yo, this is a big movie for orphans, by the way. 
an orphan called Calvin Cambridge, who's played by Bow Wow, um, find some shoes, get some shoes that are have MJ on them, and uh, they give him the power to play like MJ, and he gets on the local team, the LA Knights, and he <laughs> wills them all the way to the playoffs. Meets a little guy, Morris Chestnut's the other star, and they get it's like a bromance too. Um, and yeah. that's pretty much the movie. It really is. Um, and he's trying to get adopted. He is trying to get adopted. And that's that, like, you know, sweet, heartsy, cutesy stuff side of the movie. But, but Barry, do you know how tall Bow Wow was in this movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wrote this down. Uh, one of the reasons movie, I mean, but I think he's four. Is he four nine? Yeah, something in the insane range, right? Something like he's short for a kid. Right? <laughs> exactly, bro. So, uh, like, you guys, when you go back and watch this, because listen, for those for those of you out there, Mumbari and I are doing you a public goddamn service announcement, especially during this uh, lockdown. These are the movies you need to go back and appreciate. This is a public service. Our entire podcast mm-hmm. is a public service. But just before I get into our time machine and take us back, Back to 2002. I wanted to let you know. There's no fucking way. This plot is some kind of fantasy. This is not. <laughs> I mean, but it was every kid's fantasy. It I mean, really was. it literally was like, I mean, how many commercials were this? Like, be like Mike. And it was like every kid's fantasy. You find a pair of shoes and you're on an NBA team. Ball it. Ball it. Ball it. Like the next day, the next day, but we'll get to the plot holes in this movie in a hot second. All right, jump in my time machine. All of you millennials, let's talk about what was happening in July of 2002 when um, Like Mike dropped. Serena Williams beats her sister for the first so she could win her first Wimbledon. This is when the Venus sisters are starting to um, uh, on their climb. Big things for the Venus sisters. All right. Uh, I had to put this in there. I know shitty situation, George Floyd, all this craziness happening. They were the two snipers in Washington, D.C. that killed 10 people and injured. I mean, that in, wait, yeah, killed 10 people and injured three more. Um, Kelly Clarkson won the very first American Idol. Can you imagine? American Idol still just ain't no Ruben Stutter, though. <laughs> she ain't no Ruben Stutter. What happened to that motherfucker, I bro? I hope he's alive. The Ruben Stutter years of American Idol um, year season was the, the most... I watched the most of that. Honestly, that's a, re- that's a millennial classic. Yeah, we got to talk about that. I love that. I love that. The lo- so the biggest movies that year, The Lord of the Rings, uh, The Two Towers, Star yep. Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, um, and uh, Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and Spider-Man were the biggest movies of the year. Eminem's, the Eminem show was the biggest selling album of the year. And then Apple released the second generation iPod. And I wanted to put this in there just so you guys understand how great technology is in 2020 versus 2002. It was a big deal. It was a whopping 20 gigabytes of storage. First, and- that first, people don't know the first iPod was ass. Like it didn't even, it, it had like a, the buttons. It was so bad. It was horrible. It was horrible. But that's hindsight. Mumbari, tell me at the time you didn't think it was the greatest thing. Because before the first iPod, it was CD players. Yeah. Right? So that was what's happening in 2002. Get your mindset in that situation when you mm-hmm. are re-watching this. Because the clothing, the, the fashion, the music, everything in this movie, you need to put yourself in that mindset yeah. before you get excited. Mumbari, the movie's been made. How was it made? And what's going on there? All right, but um, so we're going to talk about that. But 
I just want to mention that one of the reasons this movie stays relevant up to now, uh-huh. the cast is insane. Oh, like the shit. amount of people in this cast that you recognize from the 90s, from 2000s, from 2010. Some of these people are like hot right now. Right now. And it's wild. Like the kid casting, whoever casted the kids, insane job. Okay. Um, we'll talk about the casting because so I have the director was uh, John Schultz. And I looked, I looked him up. So this is Pete John Schultz. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. This is like the peak of peak of John Schultz, in my opinion. Uh-huh. All right. So um, it grossed sixty-two million worldwide, fifty about fifty million domestic, which isn't that much, but the budget was thirty. So I mean, good enough. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes is fifty-seven percent. Okay. Um, okay. I'm surprised by that number. Yeah. But uh, the cinema score, which is like uh, the rating of people at the movie theater when they leave, got an A out of a A plus to F. So the people who went to go see it in the movie theater really enjoyed it. Yep. Um, the only thing I got out of um, like rumors was Cedric the Entertainer was supposed to be in the movie, but he. Ooh, turned it down. what do you think he would have been? He turned it down for the like the coach. Shot. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, a, oh wait, wait, wait! Before we could. Would you? Is that a good decision? Cedric the Entertainer in the barbershop versus like Mike? Yeah, uh, he, right. He should have been in the barbershop. Yeah, no, no, no. That Cedric the Entertainer. Yes, that was a great move. Um, he was in all three or both. Uh, what barbershop? barbershops? Yeah, he was I, in all of them. I, the fact that there are three of those movies. <laughs> um, I think I think the third was like beauty shop for the ladies. <laughs> no, 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 Burry. Before we move on. We got to talk about what happened before you, uh, before you watched, rewatched the movie, Bumburi. What did you remember? What were your favorite? What were you excited to see again? And if you remember, where were you when you were watching it? For the so, first time. Don't, I definitely didn't see this movie in theaters. This is a DVD movie. Um, and what I remember before I started watching it again was almost everything. The only thing I remembered was the joy, <laughs> joy I had of watching the movie, and I remember that I enjoyed it a lot. Right. So, as far as plot details, I mean, I damn near forgot he was an orphan. <laughs> right. Forgot about the whole mob plot. That um, was insane. Was which is the worst part of the movie. The worst fucking part. So, so for me, literally, when you mentioned Like Mike, when you mentioned the title Like Mike, my head went in instantly to well playing yeah. yo that's gonna, a, a fantastic right fantastic yeah. and yes I, I think I really do think the singing in the middle of movies is the corniest thing you can fucking do but it's a basketball sports movie of course if you're not gonna have the training montage you can have some singing and dancing and highlight yeah. montage I, and, and I it's will fantastic say this. I'll say this because you mentioned it that whole basketball I mean we're gonna go over the scenes we'll talk about it mm-hmm. but as far as actors who will rap and sing a theme song to the movie where they're the star of, it's literally Bow Wow and Will Smith. <laughs> That's the list. That is the entire list. Will Smith did it in Men in Black and Wild Wild West. Bow Wow did it in Like Mike. Yes, yes. And no look, listen, listen. I don't understand why people don't do it more often because those are three. It comes off as mad corny. That's <laughs> Yes, when you I mean, hear how the many actors movies have theme songs. It doesn't matter how many movies have theme songs. Tell me Men in Black wasn't the greatest soundtrack ever. 
Bro, that was a fantastic. And that, I, I'm praising the soundtrack of this movie. Man, I'm I Yes. A, a couple of the raps, like a couple of times when like you would hear Bow Wow rapping and be like, okay, relax. We know he this was, is your nah, movie. He was, he was okay. He was decent. He was decent. And there was a couple. But we're playing basketball was the very first thing I thought of when we were rewatching it. He's, do you want to talk about scenes? But you seem eager to talk about this cast. Do you want to talk about your favorite scenes, worst favorite, worst scenes, or do you want to jump to the cast? All right, so we'll talk. We'll do best cat. We'll do best best scenes and worst scenes. Perfect. So I'll list them. Please do. Give me and give then, me the options. Give us options. So this for best scenes. Yeah, when he gets checked into the first game and wins the game. Number no, those number, are two different scenes, right? Two different scenes. Okay, one the one. First one is scene. one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The next third scene, um, meets Iverson. Then they play basketball montage. Mm. Then it ends with the slam dunk contest. Right, that whole montage. Then the next scene's a DMX car ride, um, where they sing in DMX together. And then next scene is the adoption scene, just because the military family that's <laughs> <laughs> screaming and yelling in his face. I was, I thought that was the funniest part of the whole movie, and. The fact, the fact that the dude is literally just like, he's trying to entice the kid, but he just can't help himself. He's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Yes. And uh, Fred Armisen makes a makes an appearance there. So who? That's one of the, who? Fred Armisen from SNL. I don't know who that is. Um, and then... Wait, but the, who is he and how, where was he in the movie? He's one of the... He's he just he's one of the parents in the adoption oh, scene. Oh, during, during the adoption scene. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Calvin goes under the legs to make the playoffs, and then the last one's the outtakes because the outtakes were mad enjoyable. Yo, I, I miss movies with outtakes. Very yo, we think alike, guy. I swear to God, I was like, why don't more movies have yeah. outtakes anymore? Like I mean, you, all the Jackie Chan movies. This I mean, the like, Rush Rush Hour is, is the best outtakes of all time. Of all time, but, uh, of all time. Of all time. More movies should have, I mean, if you're not taking, I mean, obviously, like Schindler's List shouldn't have outtakes. <laughs> but if you're doing like 12 Years a Slave, shouldn't have outtakes. Like the slave owner is fucking doing the worm and shit. Nah, you shouldn't do outtakes for that. But I mean, if you're watching a movie like, like Game Night, there's no reason why you can't have outtakes and like, um, That's so funny. Shitless list shouldn't have outtakes. Please and thank you, Babari. Thank you for letting me know that shitless list. A movie about Jews getting killed. <laughs> Get it outtakes, okay? Please and thank you. Um, so I'm going to go first. My favorite scene um, the first game versus Spurs. I thought that it was so exciting. Look, in the beginning, when you see him put the shoes on, and you, when he comes out. That was down, his first game, right? That very first and game. They, and they yes. show the Admiral. Exactly. Because you know Tim Duncan was like, there's no fucking way I'm <laughs> Yes. Um, of course. Um, I, I love that scene because like, that's when I'm most hyped during the movie, right? In the beginning, you see him do these tricks and all of these things, and you say, this is obviously fucking bullshit. I don't know. The reason I asked you right from the get how tall he was, because I don't know who did the editing, but it, it made it look so believable. But I'm like, that's actually the Admiral, and he's actually standing there, but they look like they're close, not close yeah. in height. No, they're you, edited, you know what edited, I mean? Okay. Yeah. yeah, because in real well, life... We're going to talk about the actual basketball in this movie yeah. after, after we do the scenes, but yeah. But I that was easily, easily my favorite scene. I loved it from, uh, from, uh, from the get. I loved it from the get. 
All right, so you you have uh, when he gets checked into the game, he wins the game. Exactly. Yes. Um, and he drives up the play. And he has to run b- before because in the begin like this tension, yeah. and then he's great at the end because in the beginning of that scene, he doesn't have his shoes on because they told him. He yeah, has to I, I was waiting for the shot clock violation when they <laughs> right. But he comes out high fiving. Fantastic scene. Yeah, my favorite is the montage. I understand that no, we're playing basketball, and you realize it's a remix with uh, him rapping over it. Great. Worst scene would be the whole mob scooter chasing was just terrible. <laughs> I mean, I know they're kids, so you can't have them like whipping. And but like the mob chasing them in cars and not just splatting the kids all over the place. All over the place. It's insane. I mean, they make it seem like the scooters are driving fast enough where it could get away yeah. from cars, right? I mean, and, yeah. And it's mad weird a kids movie has the mob play like a prominent part in the movie. Yeah. And they're just so <laughs> chill. They're so chill when the dude gets whacked by the mob at the end of the movie. They're just like, yeah, I guess he owed a lot of money to the mob. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, I'm telling you, I know you just gloss over the fact that you picked the worst scene for both of us, but it's so bad. It's just, it's it's an objective truth that that's the worst scene in the movie. <laughs> I was like, there's no, I don't think there's no it other. Made, it was so, like, it was such a late added, like, plot problem to the movie. It was like, oh my goodness, I need to figure out a way yeah. to get him to stop with his shoes. So let me go to the mob, please. Because yeah. uh, he bet the 100,000. Listen, worst scene in the movie, guaranteed. Just, just fast. I was gonna do the, the whole orphan scene in the beginning because I was like, yo, these orphans are so annoying. <laughs> Man, then I was like, nah, nah, that's not a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> not a good look. Burry, burry. I just think the, the the sad orphan is played out in in twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Um, um, but they, it is a slow start. <laughs> The movie. How can I tell you? Slow start in the movie. <laughs> the, urge the, you, the urge you have to fast forward to the season, you're like, okay, maybe let, let me do that. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're literally just like watching the first 20 minutes, and you're just like, dude, am I watching an orphan movie or, <laughs> or what is the basketball? Exactly, exactly. Right. So, ba- so Bow Wow's like, before we continue, Bow Wow's like P. Diddy. He, he's had like four names, right? It's yeah. been. But Diddy just Diddy's like a revolver. I mean, the names just come around and around. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Bow Wow like went from little Bow Wow to Bow Wow to Shad Moss. Now he's officially but, Shad Moss. But uh, this is his acting debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his this isn't his like best or peak. Oh, right, no. because I'd say that would be either Tokyo Drift. Oh, for the people that saw this movie, Lottery Ticket. <laughs> Wait, what? How is that? You didn't see Lottery oh, Ticket? Oh, Lottery Ticket. That's with Cedric Dina right? Yeah. Yes, and then, I did see Or that 106 movie. in Park, one of those. 106 in Park is what I have as his peak. So That's when I've seen, that one, that's when I saw him the most and when he was most relevant. I know he was just telling relevant, like, news, hip-hop news or, you know, entertainment yeah. news, but I think that's... But it, yeah, was, it was a big show. Yeah, it was. It was a huge show. 
it's a huge show. Um, but then, I think that's when he was his peak. I don't think like back at his peak. I think this is his jumping point. This is his jumping point. Yeah. Morris Chestnut, who's like, I think, Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Easy. Best man. And he's like really good, really good in this movie. Exactly. Like as a PG NBA star. Yeah. Which is not easy to do. Bro. Not easy to and do. I, uh, and I want to know talk- these guys are at strip clubs and all this it, shit. Exactly. Because I wanted to talk about that scene when he like, like, I, I thought it was such a stupid scene. Like, the thing is, so listen, when you're watching a kid's movie, you have to put your mindset in the kid's, like, you have to, you right? Because that scene where he brings a girl back to the hotel, I'm like, what the fuck was your plan? What, what was the plan then? You what was the plan? <laughs> <laughs> you could either tell the kid to leave and sit outside. You, obviously, you can't because we find out the next day it was one in the morning. You're not going to do that. Or get, or get a another room. hotel room. Exactly. So, like, that scene was so stupid, like, the logic of it. But, but, for a kid's movie, you have to have that scene. You have yeah. to. And then you got a lip Nikki. Mm-hmm. Um, who, I mean, Stuart Little. We just call him Stuart Little. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but who's also in Jerry Maguire, which is a much bigger movie. So, um, but Stuart Little got a sequel. Robert Forster, who plays the coach. Who's also yes. really good in this. Yes. And he's in Jackie Brown, if you haven't seen it. And you should check him out. That he got nominated for an Oscar. Ooh, mad look at him. Movie. Um, Eugene Levy, who's just like in mad movies. American Pie, Bringing Down the House. That's, which is a, I'm not, it's not a, a classic, but underrated. <laughs> yeah, <Creek>. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in Shit's Creek, too. And then this is the, the gem in the rough. Right? No. The diamond in the rough. Yes, that's the word. That's the phrase. Um, of the casting, this is the guy where when you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, shit, he was in this movie. Right. Jesse Clemens. Jesse Holy Clemens. shit. Jesse I mean, the casting is, the kids are Lip Niggy, Jesse Clemens, Brenda Song, who I think does Sweet Life and Zoe stuff. And like, mm-hmm. but she's in um, the social network which is where I just, I last saw mm. but it's, and then Bow Wow, which I mean, as far as kids go, that's, that's bomb casting. Bomb but Jesse Clemens is the, bo- as the bully, Friday Night Lights, Breaking Bad. And he's, now he's in like so many movies. Yeah. Um, so when you said that, Vice. Yeah. When you said they hit it out the park with um, uh, child actors, right? With the, the casting for this. Um, I haven't, been as impressed with where are they now situations with actors like as as much as I am with this movie and I know it's unfair because they were kids during this movie but at the same time perfection you're right this is a fantastic fantastic cast do you have is anyone in this cast their peak because I don't think so right um like all of these people do better and bigger things yeah no, yeah. Right? yeah. I don't think there's anyone in this in the peak. I mean, unless it's the director that you said earlier, but everyone else goes on to do bigger and better things. And that's why this cast is fantastic. Whoever did the casting for this movie, hats off. Hats, yeah. off, to, hats off to them. Um, just a little bit more about Jesse Plemons. I, I don't want to step on your toes here, but I'm going to just say it right now. He yeah, was my MVP. Man. Oh, MVP? Yeah, he was my MVP. Nah, he, was, he was, I mean... The bully thing, it's like too over the top with the bully thing, man. Too over the top. <laughs> I mean, you can be a bully, but at a certain point in time, 
I mean, he's also a bully and a suck up, which makes no sense. Did you say uh, Michael Jordan? Yeah, I said Michael Jordan. Give him back. Which could be anybody. Why don't you just let me take a look at it? No, men are his, man. Yeah, how do you know they're not? Because no one ever gives us nothing good. Just abandoned junk that no one wants. He's like, not a. Wait, how so? Because he does whatever the other. Like, you would think he would take the shoes for himself, but he's perfectly oh, yes. happy doing all this stuff for the obvious, obviously piece of shit. Orphan. Oh, orphan. Whatever. Head of the orphan. Which, yes. by the way, can we get a nice head of the orphan? I mean, all these guys are so cartoony. This dude literally, I literally wrote this down. He looks like Anton Ego from Ratatouille. <laughs> we, can we get a guy who runs an orphanage, orphanage that just looks... And is respectable, looks good. Right? Jesus, I wouldn't... If I had to pick up a kid from this orphanage, <laughs> I think it was like, he, all he has to do is do this, and I'm out. Um, well, Barry, so that scene with the parents, you see how he's creepily standing in the back? Yeah. In the Jesus back. It's like, they make it so ominous. But it's a PG movie. You have to make these yeah, bad guys do, characters. Like, they yeah. have to be, like, over-the-top bad so everyone knows, oh, he is the bad guy. But, uh, no, you're right. We need an orphanage, like, headquarter, heads, whatever, to not be as cartoonish as these fucking actors are. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. You couldn't keep it. You, you could not be the head of any orphanage if you having kids sell candy bars at midnight. In yeah, front that of was it. so wild. I mean, the, the, the Foster family and Shazam was mad nice. They were like mad nice people. Oh but uh, I'm gonna have to rewatch that because I don't know what you do. I, had, I forgot about the orphanage situation. It's it just, wasn't really an orphanage, it was like a foster home. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh oh Shazam! You just said Shazam. You know what I'm thinking of? What was the that Shaq movie? movie? Yeah, what's the movie with Shaq? Shazam? Shazam! I was thinking of Kazam. Of course, I remember Shazam. I was thinking of Shaq because of the basketball. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, the the Foster family was fantastic. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that well, those were great parents. Yeah. See, that's that's a good pair yeah, of man, nice foster orphanage situation. I like that. I like that. I do. All right. So, and then I just have a couple of things that I just jotted down while, while I was watching it. First off. Yes. The clip on tie is such a clutch detail for any kids wearing suits out there. Because, I mean, he just rips out the clip on tie Ooh. when he's disgusted. And I'm like, wow. Props to that. Um that was yeah. clean. I I, yeah, I okay. did. I, I noticed it, but I never wrote it done. Good for you, Burry. Um, the NBA players in this: the Admiral Iverson, Kid, Dirk, Nash, Weber, Peyton, Vince Carter. I mean, great. They actually got a ton of people. It w- they like managed to get NBA teams that they're playing against, but I guess no NBA team wanted to be the the main team, so they made one up: the LA Knights, which I figured had to be the Clippers. So oh, I course. looked it. I looked it up. Yeah. And the 2002 NBA standings, right? Clippers mm-hmm. finished ninth, just outside of the playoffs. So close because they just made it into the playoffs, right? Holy and shit. it actually works out because in the movie, the coach is pissed because the only game they lose against the Bulls, and he's pissed because he's like, we, "We lost to the Bulls. This sucks. Um, now we got to go and play the Raptors to make the playoffs." And the Bulls are the, were the worst team in the Eastern Conference. This is 2002? 2002. Holy and shit. And the Raptors made the playoffs that year. So everything checks out with this movie. Uh, the LA Knights are the LA Clippers. Pretty much. 
Guaranteed. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. I didn't do the research, but I was like, obviously, this is not the fucking LA. Because of, yeah, because yeah. when he was like, yo, we got to like do like weird halftime things to sell stands. I was like, in LA, what are you talking about? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, agreed. So, that, that's fantastic, but I was thinking I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. This had to be the Clippers. This can't be the Lakers. It just it just it wouldn't make sense for it to be the Lakers, right? It wouldn't make sense. Um, so, and then a couple of things. The CGI in this movie is dog shit. I'll just say that right now. What, what, All the dunking CGI? in this movie. Oh, the yeah. first dunk and then the slam dunk dunk. Oh, Corey, that's it's not painful CGI. to watch. That's not it's CGI. Painful. It's CGI. They actually showed it in the outtakes. There's a huge blue screen. Oh yes. It's just bad. I mean, the way that, like, someone... Because he doesn't actually move like someone would dunk moves. It's not, like, vertical. It's, like, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. They're on <laughs> strings, and he's, like... That's what it Running looks like. Running in the air? That's right. what it looks like. Um, but also, that's because he's so small in this movie. Which brings me to point number two, which is that he should be at least three years older. Like, if they made him yes. 15, 16... So at least he, I mean, this dude on defense would take nuts to the face, right? <laughs> because every team would just be like, we're just going to target you and we're going to score on you every game. Yeah. So if he was like three years older, they would still do that. But I mean, Isaiah Thomas is, can still play basketball. The, the height thing is huge for me. That, that's the reason I brought it up in the beginning, because like all you have to do is just stand on top of the kid. The kid yeah. is so short. It just it doesn't make any sense. Um, it just it literally it makes zero sense. Zero sense, right? Him jumping and dunking on people. Maybe you could dunk if the shoes allow you to do that. Um, wait, be- before we continue, I'm sorry. Um, age the best, age the worst. What is your thought process on these, like uh, the electrocuting shoot scene? <laughs> I really like it. I, I'm a big fan of like magic. Something happened. That's magic in a movie. Because it's like, it's kind of the, the, the thing about movies is obviously this shit would never happen in real life. Yes. You can kind of do whatever you want. And I like the magic shoes that turn you into MJ. I, the funniest YouTube comment I watched while watching the trailer was that uh, <laughs> the MJ wasn't Michael Jordan. It was Martel Jordan. <laughs> and that's why he was only good for one season, which is so funny. That's the best comment, but... Uh, it could I be a Magic that. Johnson, it could be whatever. Yes. But, uh, but no. I really like the, the Magic scene. It's pretty pretty good. I, I like the Magic scene. What I, do, what I, what I thought aged the worst is just the slow motion of the shoes getting tossed up when he's originally tossing him up. They yeah. do the very same thing in holds, which we I think we should talk about. Um, but I just... I, I, I think it's just a little overdone with the editing in that situation. Um, do you have an age the best, age the worst? Age the best. I mean, this movie was diverse before diverse was a thing. Yes. I mean, all these orphans. Wait, thing. do you? Would you consider this a black movie? I mean, kinda. Kind of, but it was it was big enough. Wait, how much money did you say it made? Fifty million in the U.S. Opened okay. to like it opened number four, so. Not okay. really. It was decent. Um, um, but yeah, no, uh, I don't consider this a black movie. This was way too wide range for it to be a black movie. Um, the remake. Do you have any recasting options, choices? Did the you think about- The only one I could think of, well, which going with uh, a little bit older theme, was Jaden Smith. Yes! 
I think I said the same thing. I said the, the same exact thing. And he could do the same thing. He could rap a little bit, mm-hmm. dance with him, right? Um, then play but, a little basketball. But he's, he's this too, movie shouldn't be remade. It should it should not be remade. He's too old now. And if it does get remade, it needs to be LeBron James, or it could be like a scrawny Steph Curry remake, right? Right. But it, I can see Steph Curry. Now that's a good pick because you yes. can always have someone that can shoot and not play good defense. And <laughs> Steph Curry plays decent <laughs> defense. Stop hating. You stop hating. <laughs> Oh, wait, but by the way, did you notice that there was only one defensive scene where he stole the ball? Because this kid yeah. can't play defense. Yeah, no, can't play defense. He can't play. He, he just can't. It, it, it would have made um, sense to play defense. And then I have one more thing because we mentioned the last dance. Yes. And this That's is kind of like that. the first dance of the last dance. <laughs> and there's actually one scene where um, they actually explain the triangle offense mm-hmm. with, uh, they go, I suck. Isolate isosceles and trigonometry. <laughs> I mean, it all works so well together. They explain the triangle offense and moving around. And I was like, I was like, this is the first dance. This is <laughs> if you if you wanted more Michael Jordan, watch this movie. If, okay, if you, if you don't have enough. I'm going to disagree with Mumbari wholeheartedly, okay? Uh, congratulations on explaining the triangle offense, right? But yeah. it was straight bullshit. Mumbari, can I ask you a question about that scene? Yeah. A kid comes over to your house. Do you paint your fucking walls? Orange? <laughs> shit and I don't care. <laughs> By the way, you know who actually owned that house? You know what NBA player actually owned um, that house before they filmed it? It was a dope house, but who? Tracy McGrady. Oh, shit. I kind of respect uh, that. I kind of respect that. Trace McGrady's magic. Yeah. I just looked that up. I just looked up uh, the movies that came out, but why? Because I was like, why did it open number four? Yeah. So it was literally The Born Identity, Minority Report, and Men in Black 2. All way better movies and all like way more classic. Like The Born Identity is an insane classic. It's insane classic. Minority Report's a great movie and Men in Black 2 is mad fun. So I can see why. I mean, it deserved fourth place on that one. It deserves fourth so, place, but it's still a millennial fucking yeah, classic. It's still a classic. That's how we roll. Yes. You can get a exactly. D and still roll in. <laughs> uh, um, so I have one last question, then I'm, I'm all set. Word, hit me, because I'm good. I'm good. All right. So if you, someone had a gun to your head and you had to give this movie any Oscar, any Oscar, Oh, so best picture, best director, best actor, actress, supporting, screenplay, and not animated. Um, any of those. Original score, original song, um, makeup, costume, film editing, visual effects, cinematography. Any of those. What would you give it? That's a really good question. So, Which one would you give it and feel the least bad about, like, of bumping someone else? <laughs> so I would have to know who won. Um, I, I, Ask me. Go right I, ahead. I, I don't know. What, what category were you thinking? A score or a soundtrack? Like, what's that All right. category? All right. So best original song or best written? You don't want the score. All right. Best no, original no. song. Song. If I Didn't Have You by Randy Newman from Monsters, Inc., which is pretty oh, good. Shit, that's a good And then Lord of the Rings, Fudge of the Ring, May It Be, um, There You'll Be, Pearl Harbor, Until 
um, but from Caden Leopold and then Vanilla Sky, Vanilla Sky. I'm perfectly happy kicking one of these people out. To put <laughs> right? So to I would honest. definitely have original song. I would definitely have, bro, we playing basketball is yeah. a banger. Yeah, it's better than uh, Until. I don't even know what that, I've never even heard of that movie. Right? Caden Leopold, have you heard of that? I have never heard of it, but it was also in 2002. So bro, we were like five years old. So I was gonna also do um, Bow Wow for Best Actor, but then I was like, I looked at the category. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the category, and that would literally be category fraud. Wait, uh, go the, ahead. Go, go so ahead. the winner was Denzel for Training Day. Congrats. Then Russell Crowe, Beautiful Mind, Sean Penn, I Am Sam, Will Smith, Ali, Tom Wilkinson in the bedroom. And I was like, stop it. I was like, nah, Bow Wow can't get in there. (laughs) Then I was like, Morris Chestnut for Best Supporting. And it's Jim Broadbent for Iris, Ethan Hawke, Training Day, Ben Kingsley, Sexy Beast, Ian McKellen, Lord of the Rings, John Voight, Ali. And I'm like, you can kick Ian McKellen out there. Wait, for what movie? What what did he do, Ian McKellen? Lord of the Rings. Oh. Actually, no, keep him. No, bro, you can't. You can't kick anyone out of that list. <laughs> Zero people. Get the fuck out of here with that supporting actress. Morris Chestnut. Bobari. <laughs> Bobari, did you see that corny ass shit that he was doing in this movie? Dude, his acting in the pharmacy was oh like, I don't know if, if he was actually on those pills. Or <laughs> oh, <laughs> nah, but, uh, nah, but I like Morris Chestnut in this. Um, he does a good job for a piece. What about audience. Best Picture? You think that? No. Oh, give me the list first. Give me the list. Beautiful Mind, Gosford Park, In the Bedroom, Lord of the Rings, Moulin Rouge. Gosford Park is overrated. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what Gosford Park is, so I'm going to guess it's that. It's a murder is. mystery movie, so, pretty much. So so I'm going to say that one is the one that should get out. But remember, Mumbury, we were children at the time of this releasing, right? Do, nah. do you know, has a child... So Best Original been- Song is it. That's yes. the answer. Best song is the answer, but do you know if a, a, a child actor has ever won the Oscar for Best Actor? Yeah, or I think best the actor? youngest is nine. And then, oh, like Shirley Temple or some shit? Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Thank you guys so much for watching. Listen, listen. And like Mumbury said, this is the prequel to The Last Dance, all right? If you didn't get enough Michael Jordan, this is the movie to watch. Please go back and watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this, listening to this, whatever you're doing, like, comment, subscribe, and uh, just let us know how you felt about this movie in the comment section below. Catch you on the flip. Deuces.